0: Orange fans, it's time for the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation Podcast.
1: All right, what's up Cuse Nation? Welcome to episode 35 of the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. I'm Sean alongside my buddy Joe. We want to be... The best podcast for Syracuse sports on iTunes, so if you could, please subscribe and give us a rating uh, on any platform, but iTunes is the best because uh, it really helps us out in the, um, getting recognized on there in the ratings, and as far as the search goes, it'll pull us right up. So anyway, Joe, what's up, man? What's going
2: on, Sean? How you doing?
1: Uh, not too bad. How you doing? doing yeah. all yeah. doing all right. Doing all right. <laughs> uh, sorry, we're a little late. Joe Joe's been getting worked like a dog. We were gonna yeah. try to get here a little earlier, but um, in the week. But Tuesday ain't too bad. Hell, is um, <laughs> what it is. Yeah. So look, all right. Here we go. It's 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 the uh, post game poll. We're gonna do that today. We'll start with that. We'll get into the Miami uh, post game as far as the the game itself went. Uh, we'll do the um you know, what teams have clinched bowls, how many spots are left, what's Syracuse looking like the odds. And then if we have time, we'll, um, maybe talk about, Oh, we got power rankings. Um, Leiden I hear might be playing in a high school gym near you. <laughs> it's, it's an actual possibility.
0: <laughs> the yeah. G
1: league. I don't know what else to say about that, but, um, I guess uh, we'll see how much time we got left. So, the new the poll this week after the Miami loss, uh, where's your? What describe your faith in Syracuse football after the Miami game? Uh, it's Pay Dino, bowl game or bust, just enjoying the ride, or meh. This meh, meh has popped up all over the place on on social outlets and everything. Meh, I'm watch. I I've got pumpkins to pick or other. So I'll tell you where I am i'm at and it's it's quite simple and then i'll give you the the ratings uh pay dino pay the man his damn money and let's get on with this lock this dude in syracuse football is on the rise i've never been so pumped about a loss uh in any sport in my life uh pay the man some damn money joe
2: yeah I tend to agree. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I could go with both. I could go with both. Um, I think that, based upon, based upon now, I don't think that we would have had to have been—I don't. I, in the beginning of the year, I don't think that we would have had to have made a bowl game to prove that we had gotten better because I knew that our our schedule was very difficult. But um, at this point, with how we played LSU on the road, tough NC State on the road, tough Miami on the road, tough. And beating Clemson, um, that Middle Tennessee State game hurts, but obviously there was some emotional attachment to that. And uh, but, I mean, at this point, I kind of expect to win a, to win a, to make it to a bowl game. So, but I absolutely, absolutely um, think that we should pay Dino Babers without a doubt because he's going to be up there on on, on the list.
1: Uh, he's Definitely going to be up there a, on the he, list. He's earned a ton of respect. Is a, is another thing too from other coaches and stuff. Um, so. Uh, Syracuse being a private school for anybody doesn't know, but they don't pay, tend to pay. They just don't have the, the funds to, to, to pay out like some of these other schools that aren't private. So, you know, you got to give the man what he's worth. I say, pay the man. Um, so
2: yeah, well, he, I mean, he's been a respected coach, I think as a coordinator and, and, and all the way through he's, he's even being a head coach with Garoppolo and then with, um, uh, Bowling Green. He did, he did very well. So he's been respected. Right. Uh, but a lot of it is, I mean, you've seen it. Even with Doug Marone. I mean, Doug Marone, he went 500. After, he was 25 and 25 after four years, and he got an NFL job, head coach. So it's one of those things where <laughs> if you can prove that you can, you can win and you can sustain, you know, um, a, a program at Syracuse, just going to bowl games at 6-6, six and six, then, uh, I mean, then it earns even that much more respect. So, and I think you, at some point we're going to have to step up and pay the guy, pay a guy to stay somewhere because you're not going to get a rare, just rare that you're going to get a guy like Pascaloni that's going to stay for so many years or a Jim Boeheim that's going to stay for so many years without that max contract. Um, so at some point we're going to have to pay him. Otherwise we're just going to continually be a stepping stone of, uh, of coaches to where they come to our school just to prove that they're a good coach, just so they can get a high – high salary somewhere else so we have to pay him
1: exactly uh the breakdown of that poll is pay dino 64.4 bowl gamer bus uh call it 18 just enjoying the ride call it 14 um i got pumpkins to pick uh just about three percent and other which is why bother even voting 0.8 percent um you mentioned strength of schedule or you mentioned um Whatever the hell you mentioned. I can't remember now. Uh, but you, you talked about the schedule, did you not? Because this was in my yeah, head. Yeah, okay. I talked
2: a little bit about All the right. schedule. when We were talking about whether or not it was a bowl game or bust. Oh,
1: right, 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 right. Okay. So um, despite Syracuse having faced Clemson in Miami, the two probably the two toughest games on the schedule in the rearview mirror, they still have the remaining set schedule is the 17th most most difficult schedule remaining in college football. Yeah. Still. Still, so um, kind of a big deal. Now, uh, let's let's go into the game. Now, I mean, we could talk. We could talk. Uh, total yards were were about ninety off. You know, we couldn't pass real well, um, but we didn't need to because we just we just ran. You had yeah. you had uh, Strickland with one hundred five and Dungey with a hundred. But that's not even the 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 story of that game. To me, was the heart of Eric Dungy. This dude is a freaking gladiator. He is yeah. he is awesome. I mean, Yeah. To throw four interceptions like that in the first half and not let that get in your head, that's very first of all, it's very professional. Okay? Second of yeah. all, he never gave up. He never gave up. And I didn't give up, Joe. We talked about this. They they could have won that game until they absolutely you know, could not until the very last second, when you realize that okay, it's impossible now. They could have won the game. They're in the game the entire time. Yeah, in Miami, hostile environment. Yeah,
2: it's it's yeah. The, the field wasn't in, great. It was raining in the beginning. Oh, the field a little was slick, terrible. a little humid. I mean, both kickers it slipping. Yeah, it, it wasn't like the best environment for us to play. I
1: mean, how about the most the savage? The most savage play I've seen all season in college football is throwing an interception. And then going and just getting it back by yourself—he yeah, yeah. stole no, it from no him. No
2: harm, no foul. It was third. It was third down. Yeah, get a first down. And he out he of it. got it. He went and got his first down
1: back.
2: <laughs> it was crazy. You don't see that every day. No, like he, no
1: it was he, remarkable. It was. Yeah. It was awesome. So, well,
2: that and that and his uh, his. Uh, UFC flying knee kicks,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which you know, we could we could talk about that. I mean, that made a come on man. That made a come on man last night, in Monday Night Football. I don't know if you knew that.
2: No, no, I didn't.
1: Yeah, it was on there. And uh, what's great about it was it doesn't look like it. he was trying to hurdle that dude. He was that dude was low. What was it? Was no, it red, red? I think you think so. I, 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 you don't think he was well, trying to hurdle him? Yeah, I think he was trying to hurdle him, and the uh, dude stood up, man, and he's like, screw it. He turned his body.
2: I think that he does it for two reasons. Number one, he's sick of getting hit in the head, so he figures if he jumps, he's not going to get hit in the head. (laughs) But number two, I think that he's playing for the fact that maybe someone's going to dive at his legs. So, you know, he jumps just in case, Um, and either way, it pretty much, unless he gets flipped end over end, which might happen here if defense is starting, but... Unless he gets flipped end and end and does a flip and lands some like awkwardly. I mean, it's That's kind what of I'm one worried the about, s-
1: though. That's what I'm worried about.
2: But it's one of the more safe things. I mean, if he's going to do it like that, they talk about him trying to be more safe instead of just lowering his head and taking he hits la- to the head and stuff like that.
1: He landed that, by the way, and got another like five yards out of it after he knocked it, Who Who is it? Red wine, whoever that was.
2: Uh, it could have been red red wine. I don't know. But. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, he knocks him down and goes another five yards before he actually gets tackled. So yeah, man, awesome. he almost did it again
2: later on. I know, <laughs> dude. Too, he's so.
1: awesome. I love that guy. I I am so happy we have to we get to watch this dude for another season. And I'm it's so disappointing last year looking back and being like, man, we missed a lot of like great dunginess
2: Yeah, you well, know even I mean? you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they, even the year before he got knocked out as well. And there's been a lot of. A lot of times in his career, playing against the big boys, um, that he hasn't been able to start. Because I know two years ago, when we played LSU in the dome, and we had Clemson in the dome as well, he uh, he was injured. So it was Zach Mahoney that was starting. And um, last year, he got injured at Clemson and then missed the last four games. So he's been knocked out. And it's it's nice for to see him, um, you know, put some weight on, play a little bit smarter, and actually. Be able to be still, like what Dino Baber said, still standing with four games left to he go. He was peeling
1: so. himself up off the. One more thing about Dungeon, and we'll get into some bull talk, and you can add anything you want to this, Joe.
2: Yeah.
1: When he that last drive of that game, when he was just, you know, scrambling or whatever, what whatever he was doing, you could see it in his face that it was just hard for him to get up, and he kept peeling himself up off the field, man. Adjust oh, yeah. his leg, pad, adjust his thigh pads, and then he would snap out of it. He'd get right after it again. I mean, oh yeah, just I loved a to maniac, seen.
2: dude. I would have, I would have loved to have seen a before and after picture with his uniform. I mean, when you looked at it, his oh, yeah, hand he was looks
1: sturdiest guy in the field.
2: Oh, his hand looks swollen. He had blood all over the place. He had, you saw marks all over his arms. Like he went to battle, like. He, there's a lot of people that gain some respect. I, I watch um, or listen oh, to hey, I should say.
1: Give, give me, give me the before you get into it, give me the defensive coordinators. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, at the end of the game, you saw the, the defense coordinator. I think his name is Manny Diaz. He ran across the field to find Dungy. And yeah. was basically like, I mean, I can't say everything that he said. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at reading lips, and I could see what he said. But he came over and was basically like, I've never seen anybody play with that much guts, he he was just he, he was just telling him like that that was un effin believable. And he was I mean, he was in he was just giving him nothing but props. And it was just He, he turned to Strickland he, he, too
1: and he's like, This man's effing amazing, didn't he? Something like that.
2: Yeah, he's yeah, he turned to Strickland because Strickland was uh Dante Strickland was walking right there and he looked and he's like, Your quarterback he's like, F amazing, you know? And then he kinda, you know, gave him a, a little pat on the back and When he went to go walk away to go, you know, congratulate other people, you see him shake his head like, oh, God, like he was just in – Like
1: like in disbelief. Like what did I just watch?
2: Yeah. Like there's no reason that – especially like you said, you go out there and someone throws four interceptions, and I'm pretty sure it was the second one I think that he grabbed back, you know, and there was a couple of bad reads, and one of them was a receiver's fault. Uh, Custis could have played a little bit better defense as far as – and when you're a receiver and a ball is thrown bad – or maybe not where you want it to be or there's good coverage, then that receiver is supposed to turn into a cornerback or a defensive back yeah, and make sure that or the or interception doesn't happen. So right. there's a couple of different things that could have helped him, but for that to happen and then for him to still fight back like that, and like you said, I mean, we got it back to 19-20, to 20, and uh, Miami could have ran that clock out. They scored that touchdown just to still give us almost three minutes left with, with eight gift. points to go, and I guarantee you yeah. that, that the, the defense or the coaches probably weren't too happy with that because they probably didn't want to Eric Dungy back on that field. And the time of possession was close, but we were well within well over 90 plays. And you could tell that Miami's defense was gas. That was a reason why we had two hundred yard rushers for the first time in a little, little while.
1: 93 yeah. offensive plays. Yeah.
2: And the, the, that, that defensive coordinator did not want to see Eric Dungy back on that field down one possession. And, uh, they pulled it out and they couldn't get it done. Um, but there's nothing but respect. Like Again, like I was telling you, I listened to the um, the Dan Levitard show on ESPN. And every Monday, uh, his uh, co-host there, Stu Gatz, he does a little, uh, you know, what he saw on the weekend type thing. And he started out with first, because um, they're, they're based out of Miami, so they're Miami fans. So they definitely watched that game. And he started out by saying, basically kind of giving Mark Richt and the Miami uh, coaching staff a little bit of crap for, bad time management as far as at the end of the game just not running off the clock but then after that he said Eric Dungy and then kind of paused and he goes respect and then he was like if I was Eric Dungy I wouldn't it would be a month before I got out of bed (laughs) like I know it so I mean it's 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 awesome to see like that I mean there's there's a lot of people that might have thought that we would have been four and four by now but not the way that it happened they probably would have thought we lost to Clemson we beat middle Tennessee State we end up winning a close one to. To Pittsburgh we still end up four and four but with the way that we've competed and the way that we've done I mean, we've you've seen it we've had national games uh, I don't think that we were supposed to be slated to be on ESPN until we actually beat Clemson and then ESPN made sure that we were a prime time well not prime time but 330 on ESPN game and a, now you start a, to
1: that's a that's a that's a high that's a you know high high highly watched time slot at 330 Saturday afternoon
2: Three thirty, the thirty, the three thirty, and the in the eight o'clock. Yeah, are those, in the prime uh, you know, time, the, of course, right. right? Those noon games are where you get the, you know, the Iowa versus Indiana's, and it's like a twelve to fifteen game, you know, the boring game. Yeah. But, um, you just see it. You just see that the, the respect, the attention, um, that we're gaining nationally. There's, uh, I mean, I can't tell you. There's been so many years where I've watched game day, and there's not a peep about Syracuse. Maybe if they're playing a Florida State or a... Louis, they'll talk about it for a second, as almost as like we don't have a chance. But now you're actually talking about radio shows, and, and Dino Babers is all over social media, and he's getting interviewed and stuff like. And and it's like you said, we got to pay him. We got to pay the man because we're starting to get damn money. Yeah, we're starting to get that attention, and you have to you have to use this momentum if you're serious. We I mean, were four and four, and look at all the. All the attention that we're getting, you have to use the momentum for recruiting. We, we
1: haven't gotten t- blown out yet.
2: No, and honestly, I mean, unless we take care of the, the, I mean, let's be honest, the four interceptions is what lost us this game.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. They, Miami, Miami average almost two hundred yards. Miami averaged almost two hundred yards on the ground coming into the game. We stopped them from running the ball for the most part. Hey, Joe, but they threw.
1: Yeah. Oh, go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Three for 13 on third down. I just before I forget, I want to mention that because that's the that's a huge stat on defense. That's we're on we're
2: money. Yeah. We're money at stopping teams in the third down. It's just yeah. stopping them from third down. You know. Yeah. But like I said, the, Miami was a predominantly running team, almost 200 yards a game. And I don't know how close they got, but I know that Rozier threw threw for 344. So yeah. Um, and it was the same thing. It was like both teams were trying to take away the offensive strengths, and it worked.
1: Because we did didn't pass very
2: too, we we didn't pass very well, but we ran the ball. Right. At The end of the day, we lose the turnover battle four to one. We call it three to one because, I mean, or three zero because Dungy took away the fumble. So right. either way, they were plus three in the turnover, and we were right there in Miami against the number eight team. So every every loss we've had has been because of our own mistakes and our own shortcomings that uh, that we cause ourselves. Really, it's not even the other team. So and now you look at a Florida State's down. And Louisville's down and we still have a wake for us. And I mean, they're still talented teams and these, if we don't clean up the mistakes and we don't come out ready to play, we couldn't lose all four of those games.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely. But, right. Yeah. But
2: this is the, this is the part right now. This is the point where we have to have the faith and the confidence as a team that we can compete with anybody and go out Get healthy on our bye week and come yeah. back and get ready to to take care of business. That's the big
1: thing. Is is what a golden opportunity to heal up. I mean, it came at the best time possible. So,
2: yeah. The only way that it would have been better is if they would have pulled out that win on Saturday. Exactly. Exactly. But which we would be euphoric. But, we, but, but we still we still we have attention. We have respect. Um, I think we had uh, one vote in the coaches poll for the top twenty-five. Yes, we did. Yep. So, we got to use this momentum and. uh,
1: we got to go in and we got to beat Florida State at home. We we got to do it.
2: It would be very nice.
1: It would be. It would, be <laughs> so. it would send a huge message once again, and we'd get the same recognition again. So
2: yeah,
1: um, you got 28 teams in lock for bowl eligibility. There's 50 left. Central Florida, Memphis, VTech, Miami, Michigan State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Marshall, Notre Dame, Army, Ohio. Toledo, Colorado State, Auburn, and LSU all locked up bowl games this past weekend. Syracuse sitting at four and four. Um, what's what's really cool, or I'm um, almost unbelievable to me, is that we were at seventy five percent for locking a bowl game, not locking a bowl game, for, but for getting a bowl game this year. Last week after the win at Clemson, they still got us at seventy percent of getting a yeah. of of. Um, being granted a bowl game so you know like i said with having a week off it's really going to help going back down to florida (laughs) two trips to florida um yeah so they got us right now you know the most logical path blah 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 whatever i'm not even gonna worry about that because i don't even agree with it totally um but they keep There is no logical
2: path because nothing about this season has been logical
1: exactly exactly (laughs) i have my own I have. I'll just give you mine. I, I'm sticking with my 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 call on beating Florida State, and then yeah. I don't know which one, but we take one home game. Um, what was it, Wake Forest or Boston College? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we could take one of those, and that would give us six. I personally only think we need five, but that's a whole another discussion. They got us projected right now, um, possibly making the pin straight ball, which we were at a couple of years ago. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Joe, what do you think?
2: Uh I- I honestly I'm not trying to be a homer here or anything, but I honestly think homer that Joe. we end up
1: Huh? Homer Joe. Yeah, you, whatever.
2: I think we're I think we're gonna finish seven and five.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay.
2: I I'm just saying. I, I just, love that.
1: I love that. I love that. I, mean, I just don't get too of, high like that. Just, well, because of the way that I
2: mean, I think like you said, I think it's a perfect timing. Um, as much as we have to go down to Florida state in two weeks, we get a buy. Um, they don't. So they're lot- banged up. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're dinged up. They, like I said, they lost their starting quarterback way early in the, in the, in the, in the season. I know one of the, um, t- well, two years ago or a couple years ago, whenever we played them and Dalvin cook sat out, um, or it was either Dalvin cook or Devontae Freeman, one of the two, but they had that, uh, pass play and he ran all over us. And, he's out. So they're getting beat up. Um, and I don't think they have too much confidence. I mean, they're two and four and, um, they have to go to a red hot Boston college this week. So they got to travel all the way up to Boston and play a red hot Boston college team that scored what? 86 points the last two weeks. So,
1: yeah,
2: I mean, that's going to be a hard fought battle. Boston college is never really, you know, a gimme. They have a really good defense and now their offense is starting to click. So, um, I mean, Florida State, I feel like they could come down, as far as their confidence level, as far as um, their talent level, as far as being as close to us as it's been since we've been in the ACC, this year's probably it. And I I think there's no way the Dino Babers has us sleeping in overconfident or anything like that coming out of the bye week. We're going to get healthy. They're talking about Antoine Cordy possibly being back, who is our starting safety, who had a fracture in, a, in his leg early. Like, I think the first game of the, se- or the season against Central Connecticut State. We're talking about him possibly being back. We had uh, Scoop Bradshaw, who was our starting corner, and um, Jordan Martin, who was our backup starting safety behind party who hasn't played like for a week or two. So those guys are going to be healthy. Kendall Coleman, our starting D end in the beginning of the year, he was he's been out, hasn't played since the first quarter of LSU. They're saying he's going to be back. And then another guy on the rotation, Josh Black, is gonna be back. Plus, you know, Ishmael got banged up this past week, and you know, there's gonna be bumps and bruises and stuff. So this buy couldn't have been plus Dungey, I'm sure, is hurting. <laughs> so oh, yeah, man. This bye couldn't have came at a better time. So uh, yeah, I just I just have a good feeling like and, he... and honestly, the feeling is is that I mean, a lot of the between NC State, LSU, Clemson and Miami there's no other team on our schedule that's as talented or as good as them or as confident as those teams for the rest of our schedule so as much as they're they're good teams that can beat us we've proven that we can play the big boys and I don't see there being um, any type of confidence issues and if anything they should be out to prove a point so that's what I see um I I agree with your Florida State I still think Louisville on the road is going to be tough with Lamar Jackson yeah. but at the same time they have a chip on their shoulder because Lamar Jackson made them look dumb last year and yep. that defense is going to have a chip on their shoulder playing against them and Louisville's defense is not that good so
1: um one more thing about Florida State probably probably the most um hostile environment we we'd face this season I'm just trying to think but as far as an away game that place is that place is loud and those fans are rambunctious so
2: yeah, well, but I tell you what—if they lose this week, they'll be two and five. Yeah, the coach and is I getting
1: already... death threats from fans. Coach
2: isn't... oh yeah. Well, did you see Jim Jimbo Fisher got into it with a fan this past week? Told him to go down there, go down there yeah, and say that. Yeah, picking fights with the fans and stuff like. Yeah. it's it's not the best situation. An excellent right now, coach, Florida though. State.
1: No, it's not. But I mean, come on. I mean, the fans—that's a—that's a raunchy thing for a fan to do to their to their coach. I would be appalled if if someone did that too to one of our well, Yeah,
2: and and the thing is is that's that's just comes down to expectations, you know what I mean? That's yeah, just Yeah, they're they're, they're
1: spoiled. Like, they're spoiled. Yeah,
2: well, it's the same thing with SU basketball. SU basketball, every time we start off bad or this, this or that, it's all oh, beheim has got to retire. He's got to play man. You get all the the fans and the, you know, oh, the yeah. armchair quarterbacks sitting there trying to tell people, you know, what they have to do, coaches what they have to do like it's the same thing, like college football, you need a good quarterback. You need certain areas. And with Florida State, they have so many they have so much turnover every season. don't get me wrong, their recruiting classes are out of this world, but at the end of the day, there's times where you need you like us with Eric Dungy. Eric Dungy goes down and any expectations goes out the window. And there's certain Absolutely. years where teams have backups and there's certain years when they don't. And they had that that um Francois, quarterback, who was a redshirt freshman last year, and I think Florida State was basically expecting him to be the quarterback in the future for the next two or three years. So they might not have necessarily had somebody ready to go. He goes down, oh, oh crap. You know, they lost Dalvin Cook last year. They're starting running back. They lost a couple uh, receivers. They lost a couple um, guys on defense. I mean, they they have so many people who go to the NFL or graduate every single year that and lose underclassmen going to the NFL that – Sometimes if you get the right injuries, then stuff just doesn't go the right way. And yeah. that's what's happened with them. And then confidence becomes an issue, and the next thing you know, it's kind of just a downward spiral. And it happens to good teams every once in a while.
1: Yeah, it, it can't be all kittens and roses all the time. Uh, no. So the power rankings are in for this week. The top four did not change. Clemson, Miami, Virginia Tech, NC State, your top four. Georgia Tech up one. Louisville up like, what were they? Eight? They're up to like, two sixth something like that. Um, Wake Forest right behind Louisville. BC, they're up to, um, Virginia. They're down. Obviously, they went. They dropped a few. Um, yeah. Syracuse dropped one. Uh, Florida dropped a couple. Uh, and they're behind Syracuse now. Pitt is up one. Duke is down one. And North Carolina. Still scraping the bottom. So, and this is according to Axe. I don't even agree with, like I did. I didn't fully agree with last week's, but like this one, I don't. I, there's a bunch on here I don't agree with.
2: Yeah, I, well, just like the rankings, it comes down exactly. to. Exactly. Well, know, it's a one man
1: picking it. I don't think he's like. Well, yeah. So.
2: But it, even with it comes down to record. It comes down to who won, who lost. You know, I mean, there's no there's reason why formula. we should drop two spots to losing to Miami. It's just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and we did. We got so, two
1: spots. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and
2: and uh, I I'm screaming uh, division <laughs> reconfiguration re- realignment.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because right. if you, especially this year, you, I mean, there's been times where Louisville and and Clemson and Florida State are all up there, but even if like Florida State's down, there's still not a pushover. It's still not an easy law or an easy win. No, it's gonna just, be a, just gonna like be a tough, another tough game. Like, yeah. Louisville, they don't got as many offensive players around Lamar Jackson, and they don't. Their defense is nearly as good, but Lamar Jackson, still Lamar Jackson, he won the Heisman last year, right? And then you have Boston College, who I mean, I don't know if they just figured it out a couple weeks ago or yeah, they whatever. Got offense, Boston, right? Yeah, 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 and and the same thing goes with NC State. You see what NC State's doing? Um, if they beat Notre Dame this this uh, week, then you're talking about a. Sh- should be Clemson at NC State. So, and, and like I said, Wake Forest, a senior-laden team with, with the coach that's allowed his his group of recruits to grow, and, and they're no slouch either. And then you look at the other, I mean, I'd be willing to bet that anybody in our side of the division could probably be at least three to four of the other teams in the other division. In my opinion, you have Miami's legit team, um, I don't know about number eight legit, but they're still legit. Uh, Virginia Tech's legit, and Georgia Tech's always tough. Outside of those three, everybody else really is not that good this year on that side. True. Virginia, Pitt, Duke, North Carolina, yeah, they would be in last place in our division. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. So. so.
1: um, All right, well, I mean, I think we're going to have to wrap it up there, but um, we will – be back we've got to buy but we will be putting on an episode for the florida state pregame and that shouldn't be but so much and we'll we'll do some maybe a little bit of college basketball preview so yeah preview
2: preview the season we got some exhibition yeah, games so coming we, up we, so
1: we got a, just over two weeks until we till we really like get at it so and start playing so it's going to be here before we know it we'll put together a quick pregame for florida state and then we will do some some talk some basketball for the first time in a few weeks so uh really appreciate you tuning in giving us a download uh if you go to facebook.com forward slash q's nation podcast you can like our page there thumb us up on facebook as they say and um, that's it. Episode 35 in the books for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Later. Dude,
0: You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe.
1: OK, it's time to commit.
0: The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of
1: the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.